Welcome to the Churchwide Bi-Monthly Prayer Podcast. Hi, I'm Stella, your host for Episode 6 of Season 2. Prayer is the centre of our Christian life. Prayer strengthens our relationship with God and our bonds with one another. To prepare us for a time of prayer, let us listen to this devotional, Raising the Next Generation to Love and Serve God by Preacher Nancy. The first scripture text is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 7. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. The second scripture text is taken from Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it, then you will be prosperous and successful. Shalom, I'm Preacher Nancy. You have just heard Moses' instructions to the Israelites in Deuteronomy chapter 6 on what the Lord had commanded Moses to teach them. They are to love the Lord with all their heart and with all their soul and with all their might, and they are to teach them diligently to their children. For many years, the Israelites suffered as slaves in Egypt. The Lord called Moses and enabled him to lead the Israelites out of slavery with signs and wonders. During their 40 years in the wilderness, not only were they kept alive with food and water, but the Lord protected them from their enemies and promised them a land flowing with milk and honey as their inheritance. But when Moses sent 12 men to spy out the land, 10 of the spies, with the exception of Joshua and Caleb, returned with a bad report about the land, and they led all the congregation to grumble against God. As a result, the Lord pronounced His judgment upon the people. In the end, only Joshua and Caleb were able to enter the promised land. The name Joshua is a familiar name to us. The Bible tells us that Joshua was the assistant of Moses from his youth. In fact, Moses gave him the name Joshua. His original name was Hoshea. Moses was like a spiritual father to him. Joshua was well taught by Moses, and when it was near the time of Moses' death, the Lord commissioned Joshua to bring the people of Israel into the Promised Land. After the death of Moses, the Lord said to Joshua, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. 
Joshua was faithful to accomplish the mission given by the Lord. He led the people to serve the Lord throughout his lifetime, and the elders who outlived him continued to serve faithfully, for they had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Near the end of his life, Joshua summoned all Israel and told them, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. And he continued, As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Now what can we learn from this account? Joshua had Moses as a spiritual mentor to guide him since his youth. Are we following Moses' example to invest our time and energy in our children and young people? What have we been doing to raise the next generation to love and serve God? It doesn't matter if you are a church leader, a Sunday school teacher, a Bible study teacher, or an ordinary member in the church. Each one of us has a responsibility to encourage those who are younger in their faith. If you are a parent, you bear a greater responsibility to bring up your children in the faith. God commanded us in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Proverbs 22, verse 6 reminds us, Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. In fact, this should be a shared responsibility of both the parents and the church community. At this point, I would like to invite our dear brother in Christ, Joshua Tan, to share his testimony with us. Joshua has blessed the church community greatly with his musical talent. He comes from a family with many generations of Jesus followers. Let's hear how his family and the church community have impacted and strengthened his faith in God even as he now takes on the responsibility to raise the next generation to love and serve God. Hello everybody, my name is Joshua Tan and I was born in Singapore in 1991. As far back as I can trace, I'm the fifth generation of Christians on my father's side of the family and possibly the fourth generation on my mom's side. And the question that I often ask myself is, what would my Christian ancestors think of the church in Singapore today? Would they recognize it? In church, when we talk about intergenerational faith, we often talk about continuity, right? the persistence of faith across generations, the faithfulness of God. But I think the question of change is also quite interesting because across every generation, the way Christian communities, individuals experience and express their faith is different as well. I probably have to start with my great-great-grandparents. This is the grandparents of my grandparents who lived in Guangdong province in the 1800s, the late 1800s, at the tail end of the Qing dynasty. Many people encounter Christianity from returning migrants from Nanyang or through newly established missionary hospitals, schools. And from my dad's side of the family, the English Presbyterian Hospital in Teochew was one such institution from which the church was able to expand its presence regionally. But like the early church, um, Christian conversion was communal, not personal. That is, one patriarch's conversion would represent the conversion of an entire clan or village. And so that's how my great-great-grandparents became Christians. 
and also the beginning of how the church started to play a role in our family. So two of my great grandfathers on my dad's side, this is my grandparents' parents. Well, they were the second generation, and two of them became pastors. They came of age in a time of change in the 1920s and 30s. So my grandfather's father, he actually graduated from seminary in 1924, in the middle of an intense anti-Christian movement in China. And so for people of that generation, I think the big question was how to make a Western religion Chinese and overcome allegations of imperialism. And so my great grandparents came to Malaya in the 1930s and 40s as pastors of the Teochew Church, and after the war they stayed and raised their families here. By my grandparents' generation, <laughs> I suppose we could say that they were already very firmly rooted in the rhythms of church life and community. Right? They grew up literally living in the church. They grew up singing hymns, worshiping, living part of the Christian community. And so this was a social and cultural world that they grew up in, even as they navigated paths in a rapidly changing world. My parents, well, they were born in the 1960s, and I suppose they are as old as Singapore itself.、Um, they're still around here in Glory Church, so I will not say too much about them.、Uh, but <laughs> what I will say is that the church has played a very big part in their lives. I would say the church community has been really formative in how they organize their professional, their personal lives, and how they chose to raise their family, including me. So I was born in 1991, and I grew up in Glory Church for about 20 years、uh, before I, I left for the U.S. and Canada to pursue further studies. And this was really as an exploration in self-discovery, trying to understand what being Chinese. Being Christian meant, and how come these categories differed so widely across time? And, and those, I suppose, are historical questions. So I'd be happy to talk to, about them on a separate occasion. But、um, coming back to the present, I suppose this historical excursion back across the 20th century gives a sense of perspective that a lot has changed, but maybe some things haven't changed that much. Certainly, back in the early 20th century, it was still the age of empires. There was no nation. People's lives and communities operated on very different logics and different rhythms. Today, we are very much caught up in the excitement, energy, and also the trappings of modern life, where Jesus's call to deny ourselves, take up one's cross, and follow, I think, is a radical call to resistance. When I was reading up about my great grandfather, I found this line in his obituary, written by my granduncle, which was quite interesting. He said that his favorite verse was actually Psalm thirty-seven, verse twenty-five. I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. And so this was his exhortation to his children, and I think it was also to give them a sense of perspective and the confidence to live and give generously. And so the question that I come back to now and then is, what does justice look like today in a very hierarchical society like Singapore? What does it mean for us to live out justice, mercy, and humility? And as a parent too, now I also sometimes think about questions I don't even know how to ask. Questions about what challenges my daughter will grapple with in the coming decades, how she will encounter God, how God will talk to her, and how she will talk back, how she will express and explore her own faith. I'm not very sure, but I believe that God is faithful, and God will reveal to us. What we need to know in its perfect time. Shalom.
This is Pastor Henry Hong. May I invite you to join me in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God and merciful Father, how great and marvelous is your love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us to redeem us. By his death, we are delivered from the power and penalty of sin. We are undeserving sinners, but in Christ, you give us the gift of life and the privilege to be called children of God. Mighty God, in your sovereign grace, you have called some of us to be parents and even grandparents. We are blessed with the joy to love and nurture those that you have placed in our care. Grant us in our roles and responsibilities the wisdom and strength to bring them up in the faith, to make known your ways and to teach them your paths, so that in this uncertain world and confusing world, they may choose to walk close to you, in loving and serving you as they grow older. Gracious God, help us not to be so set in our ways or be so firm in our grip of them nor be so preoccupied with our own plans and aspirations for them, but to be ready to listen and to be patient with them, just as you have loved us unconditionally, despite our feelings. Help us to love them for who they are and are becoming, and to give them the space to grow, even if it means that they might make mistakes along the way most loving and merciful God. We come before your throne of grace to plead on behalf of parents who are burdened with various concerns for their children. We leave to you those children who, due to the lures and pressures of this world, have drifted away from the truth. You have reminded us in your word that we are all like sheep that have gone astray. Each of us have turned to follow our own way. But you have allowed your Son to take the punishment for our sins, the punishment of all who deserve death. We intercede for them. Please deliver them from bondage to the sin that so easily entangles them. Let your light shine into their hearts and through the Holy Spirit, convict them of their sin that will bring about contrition and remorse. Rekindle their first love for Christ and cause them to return to the Lord and put their trust in Him. Our Father in Heaven, we ask for Your grace and wisdom to disciple the younger Christians in our midst. You are given the opportunity to be spiritual guides in our family and the Church. Whether we are single or married, with or without children, help us to take the responsibility seriously. We are clearly commanded in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28 to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that our Lord Jesus has commanded us. Merciful God, every year our church designates August as Mission Month to remind us of your heart to reach the nations 
and to fulfill the great commission of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give us the passion to encourage, pray, and support missionaries who have responded to your call to go. Let us also not neglect reaching out to our own families, fellow Singaporeans, and those who have made Singapore their home. Remind us to be concerned not just for the rest of our family members who do not yet know Jesus, but also those in our neighborhood. Please soften their hearts and open the door for us to share and for them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Hear our supplications as we give all praise and glory to you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Churchwide Prayer Podcast and joining with others in prayer. Do tune in again on 10th September for Episode 7. Please visit our church website to submit your prayer requests. May you have a blessed weekend.